And so I'm excited today as we get ready to kick off this brand new year. We're going to kick off a, a brand new sermon series. And every year at Liberty Church, at the beginning of the year, we always take 21 days to give back to God. We, give, we, we believe in giving God the first and the best, right? So we want to give God the first, not necessarily the first, but at the beginning of the year, we give him 21 days to press in, to focus, and to believe and bring all of our attention and give it to him. And so today we're going to talk about that as we get ready to kick off our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're going to start next Sunday at 5 p.m., so you need to be in prayer and dialogue with God this week on what, he, what it is he wants you to, to be praying for and fasting from. So as we get ready to start that next week, today we're going to talk and focus about just those two things, prayer and fasting. Y'all said it with me, prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting, did you know, is something that we need to do. We need to be praying daily, and you need to be fasting at least once a week. It's not something that we need to just do at the beginning of the year and then forget about. Did you know that? And so, really, prayer and fasting comes from the abundance and the intimacy of relationship. Did you know that? And so, God, at the beginning of the year, he wants us to press in, and we're going to press in through the means of prayer, and we're going to press in through the means of fasting, and it's, it's important that you're praying for things, specific things, and it's important that you're fasting, abstaining physically from, from things that maybe you have allowed to creep in to your life that are killing, stealing, and destroying. And God, I love how we were worshiping today, and Pastor Rob was talking about cleaning out the temple. Man, that's an on-time word, because that's exactly what you and I are going to do at the beginning of this year. We're going to clean Come on, somebody. This temple out. Some of y'all need to clean this temple up as you've been eating junk food since December 25th, right? <laughs> hey, but God wants to do something more than just have you lose five pounds. And some of us have 50 spiritual pounds inside of us that need to be purged. We've got hurts. We got addictions, we got habits, we got offenses, we got pride. And God wants to clean this temple out. Amen. So I want to open the scriptures with you. If you got your Bible, go ahead and turn there. We're going to be in Matthew 6 for the beginning for today. We're going to read uh, a couple chunks from Matthew 6. We're going to start there at verse 5 and 6. And so look what Jesus says. He says, when you pray, say that word with me, pray. He says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. The Lord just reminded me that that real authentic prayer, real connection to God happens when you pray and no one else sees you. Do you only pray to God when people are watching? Real prayer happens when you can press into God when ain't nobody around. Because Jesus... 
he's trying to prove two points. First, he wants to prove the point of how important prayer is. You need prayer because prayer is what connects you to God. It connects you to the Father. Amen. But he also wants you to have a pure motive to driving you to that place of prayer. Do you just pray so that other people can see how holy you are? Or do you pray because you love God and you need his presence? Right? If we could run to our prayer rooms like we'd run to our couches to turn on Netflix, man, the kingdom of God would come to earth. And so at the beginning of this year, you being successful at the end of 2023, you, you being able to give God the glory for all the amazing things that he's going to do in your life at the end of 2023 is probably going to be linked to what type of prayer life you have. When it got hard, did you press in or did you withdraw? When it come to the 12th hour, did you begin to believe more and depend more on God or did you begin to depend and lean into something else for answers? Jesus wants us to see that prayer happens when no one is looking. Real prayer. When no one is looking, guess who's watching? The only one that matters. When no one's around, guess who can still see? Jesus. And I, I wonder if he's just, just waiting with an excitement anticipation. Maybe they're going to actually pray to me. Maybe they're actually going to call upon me instead of that person, place, or thing. Maybe it's gonna, they're actually going to lean into me and ask me. I believe it excites them. I believe prayers, authentic, faith-filled prayers excite God. So I hope you're excited as we start a new year to press into prayer. Now look at verses, let's skip down a few verses. Look at 16 and 18. He, he talks about prayer, and he almost says the exact same thing, but now he's, he's shifting gears, and he's talking about fasting. Look what it says. And he says, and when you fast, say that word with me, fast. We are talking about prayer and fasting today. He says, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they'll ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, and then no one will notice that you are fasting except who? Your Father, who knows what you do in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Prayer and fasting stems from a healthy relationship with God through intimacy. Jesus says, when you pray, don't do it for others, do it for me. And when you fast, don't do it for others, do it for me. How profound. How profound. So as we kick this year off, as we get ready to dive deeper into prayer and dive deeper into fasting, my prayer is that you do it for the right reasons. Now, it's good to have things to be believing for and praying for, but don't necessarily do it for the things or even the blessing and the promise of God. Our faith becomes real when we do it because of God. Can that be enough? Can that be enough? 
Now, you need to have things you're praying for and believing for. Have those things. We're going to talk about that today, about being specific about things we're praying for, things we're believing for. But do it for the right reason. Start this year off right because you want the best that God has for you. Amen. So let's look at that, that first point for today. <coughs> Excuse me. I got a little dry cough, guys. I was getting over some sickness this week. Week. Praise God, I'm feeling better. I just got this dry cough I'm trying to kick. But look what it says there. It says, did you notice this? Jesus said, when you pray, right? Not if. <laughs> right? He said, when you fast, not if. So Jesus said, when you pray and when you fast, not if you pray and if you fast. According to Jesus, prayer and fasting are a normal part of our Christian life. I, I, I say should be a part of our normal Christmas life. Statistics tell you that people, for the most part, generally don't pray, but maybe once or twice a day. And I don't believe we are going to kick the teeth in of the devil if that's how we live our lives. It says never cease praying. Somebody reads their word. Prayer shouldn't be something that we just turn on and turn off. Prayer is an ongoing dialogue with God throughout our day. Right? And God, you can, nothing's too big, nothing's too small to take into the presence of God. So Jesus didn't say if you pray and if you fast, he said when. That means it's important. That means it should be a part of my daily life. Prayer is something that I do every day. While I'm at work, while I'm driving down the road, on my way to work, on my way home, we pray before all of our meals with the boys, we pray before we go to bed. I generally try and start my day with prayer. And so prayer, prayer is vital because it's what connects us to heaven. And the enemy knows how vital prayer is. That's why he doesn't want you to do it. Because if he can keep you spinning your wheels and keep you frustrated, engaged in all these, you think they're important battles, but they're really not. And if you could just look past the issues, so to speak, and see the importance of prayer, man, your life could change. Remember the Holy Spirit showed me something early in my walk. And when I was in Teen Challenge, that's a live, men's living home. Anybody ever heard of Teen Challenge? That's where I got born again and got saved. We used to pray every night for an hour and a half for strictly for prayer. And I had some of the most powerful prayer moments in my life, some of the most intimate things, some revelations from God that, that never would have happened if I hadn't spent an hour and a half in prayer with him every single day. But the Holy Spirit just reminded me that when I connected with God, when I really connected with God through prayer, I knew I connected with God when I didn't want prayer to end. Did you hear what I said? I knew I connected with God when I didn't want prayer to end. See, can I get real for a second? People don't like prayer because when they go into prayer, this is what they do. Dear Lord, bless my family. Dear Lord, bless my job. Dear Lord, bless my time. Lord, bless my day today and what are my steps today and give me your love and joy. 
as you enter prayer, you're already thinking about when you can be done. It's got real quiet in here. Your life ain't going to change if that's how you live your life through prayer. And I know I meet with God when it's so amazing. I don't want to have to go do the stuff I got to do. Prayer is supposed to be a retreat. It's supposed to bring heaven to. It's supposed to bring peace to your mind. And so when you enter through prayer, you better shut your phone off. Get, get, I know a lot of us have kids. Maybe some of us are raising our grandkids. You, you, you got to make time. If it means you got to get up before everybody else, it's got to be a place that you can enter into. And then when you meet with God, you, you leave and you feel full. And you feel ready. And you feel excited. And you feel like God met a need. Come on, somebody. Because that's why we go to prayer, because I need some needs. I got needs, y'all. I, got, I can make a list of needs I need every day. And so the enemy wants to snatch that from you. And so you got to be on purpose, and you got to be intentional as you enter in through prayer. you got to see it's what connects me to the Father. And if I can get connected, then my life can change. So if prayer is what connects us, you got to see this. Fasting is what matures us. Prayer is what connect, connects us, excuse me, but fasting is what matures us. Fasting is something, like I said, you need to be, I, I try and fast at least one day a week, generally on Wednesdays, middle of the week. I might fast one meal, might fast lunch, might fast. Fasting, it matures you. It, it, it draws out of you the impurities. You need to constantly tell your flesh who God is. And I want to highly encourage you to fast something it being food. Now, we have people that do social media fasts this time of year. That's great. That can't substitute actual food, though. I want you this year to fast from something specific food-wise, whether it's one meal a day or specific food that you really like and crave, because nothing puts your flesh into submission when you say, no, you can't have that. We're not doing that right now or for the rest of this week or for these 21 days, because I trust God more than I trust you, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> or coffee. Mmm. Who likes their caffeine? Mmm. That's a tough one. Right? Nothing, nothing, put your flesh in its place like fasting, abstaining from food that you enjoy. And so it's powerful. Right? So prayer connects us and fasting matures us. Look at that next point. <coughs> Excuse me, Beth, we'll take that water. Here. Thank you very much. Everybody give Sugar Boo a hand. Taking care of her man today. Praise God. So look at that next point there. It says, it says, so Jesus reveals the secret to a blessed life is in what? Our private devotion through prayer and fasting, which produces supernatural rewards. I promise you, this, the secret to your successes and, and victories in this next year will undoubtedly be connected to what you are most devoted to. What do I mean by that? If you stay devoted to God this year, you won't have any regrets. If you love others the way God calls you to love others, you won't have any regrets. 
If you forgive others the way God calls you to forgive others in this next year, you won't have any regrets. And if you can stay devoted to God, you'll probably experience some victories. But now devotion is going to take what? It's going to take some faith. It's going to take trust. Devotion is going to take energy. Devotion is going to take everything in you to stay the course. Right? Jesus, as we read that in Matthew 6 today, he's really showing us the secret to our victory and the secret to staying connected to God through prayer and fasting is going to be that, that, that secret pathway for us to staying on track and staying filled with his presence. If I stay devoted to God through prayer, guess what? You'll stay full. If I stay devoted to God through fasting more than just the first 21 days of the year, I'll have hope. I'll have joy. Hey, and you'll probably get healthier. And you'll be liked by probably most of your peers, as we live for God and say the things he asks us to say and do the things he asks us to do and go where he asks us to go, our lives will be blessed. Who wants a blessed life in 2023? All right, well, let's press in. All right, let's press in. Look at Hebrews 11.6. It says, and it is impossible to please God without what? Faith. Anyone who comes to him must believe that God exists and he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I said at the beginning of this, if you want to have a, an amazing life and you want to have an amazing upcoming year, then do it for the right reasons. Now, it's pretty awesome, as we just read, that it says that he sincerely he rewards those who sincerely seek him, right? Who likes to be rewarded? I like rewards. I like blessings of heaven. Blessings are great, but that's not why I live for God. Blessings are great, but that's not why I live for God. I live for God because of what he did for Ian when I was at my worst. Nothing had actually physically changed. My life was still a mess. I I still don't have a penny to my name. I, I still don't have anywhere to live. I still don't have a job. I still don't have a bank account. I still don't have a driver's license. I still don't have a family. I still don't have a wife. Nothing changed, but in a moment, everything changed in my heart. That's why I live for God. Because of him, instead of him saying, why did you do that? Get right first. Go do this first. No, he said, what took you so long? I love you, I'm for you, I forgive you, now get up, and if you trust in me, we can make this thing work. That's why I follow God, and then the rewards and the blessings come after, come on somebody, and those are good things, right? We don't serve God because of what he can give us, that's nice, I serve God because he first loved me and accepted me. And if you can stay in that place of thankfulness, then you can stay on the right track. 
This year, I don't know about you, but I want to go harder. I want to go faster. I want to go farther than I did this last year. Now, we had an awesome year. We had some challenges. Our home grew by another life. And so there were some challenges of new dynamics in our marriage, right, Sugaboo? And so we've had some of the toughest conversations, some of the hardest fights we've ever had this last year. But guess what? God is still good. And I still love my Sugaboo more than anybody else. I love you, Sugaboo. And we got an amazing life. Our church has been through some hard things. But praise God, God is good. It's been very well documented that this year the Westbrooks replaced two 75-inch screen TVs. And if you're laughing, that's because you're in on the inside joke, right? It's well documented that Xander busted those TVs, but God is still good. And he replaced the brand new one, right? And so as we start this new year, I, I hope and pray that you got more in you. See, it's, it's kind of stressful sometimes. We're like, we get to the end of the year, and it's like, all right, all right, maybe you're clawing, maybe you're getting to the finish line, maybe you're finishing strong. It's like, ah, I finished. Where's my gold star? Right? And, and you get to celebrate for about five minutes. Because what happens? Clock starts over. And if your faith was in the rewards and in the things and in the, the, the triumphs and in the, the tests and in the trials, well, then you're going to feel empty. Because you're not going to be able to muster the energy and the faith that you need, come on somebody, to go around again. And so as we press in through prayer and, and fasting, I hope you're not pressing into the rewards and the, and, and the blessings. I hope you're, you're pressing into relationship with God. And if you do that, you'll be able to go harder and you'll be able to go faster. Celebrate. Take today to celebrate. Praise God. We need to celebrate, but then, then you need to, you know what? Okay, here we go. And set a pace of victory. Y'all know this is a long-distance race? This is what happens. This time of year, you see it on Facebook. Oh, I'm going to do this. I got these resolutions, these trendy relations. I'm going to do this and do this and do this. What do they do? These people are coming out of the gate sprinting. Sprinting. Oh, they got good ideas, and they, got, they have a little bit of motivation. But what happens on day 7 and day 9, day 12, ain't none of them at the gym no more. They're back to the stuff. So you need to set, say this with me, God, I'm going to set a pace of victory. Amen. And guess what? Your pace looks different than your neighbor's. Don't matter how fast they're going. They're running their own race, right? You need to set a pace for you. If that means it's a crawl, I don't care. As long as you're moving forward, if it's a walk, if it's a jog, continue moving forward, and by the end of it, you'll get there. What's the, the story of the tortoise and, the, and the, the hare, right? He got there. It doesn't matter how fast you get there as long as you get to the destination. Praise God. So set a pace of victory for this year. So let's look at that next point. We're going to give you some prayer guidelines and some fasting guidelines as we get ready to start next week. Amen. So, <coughs> excuse me. Ah, so our next point, it says, for this year, we're going to use daily devotionals, 
points of prayer and scripture memorization to help you stay focused and enhance your daily time with God. Generally, each year as we pray and fast, we usually pick a book and the entire church reads it. Cool thing is this year we're not going to do that. But what we are going to do is we are going to have a daily devotional that's going to go out every single day. Who has our church app? Raise your hand up real high. If you do not have your hand raised, you are in the wrong. And it's real easy to rectify that, okay? All you got to do is get on your, your app, whatever, the, your app store, whether that's Android and or iPhone. And all you got to do is search for Liberty-US, and you'll find us. You're going to need that app for this fast because every single day, that's where it's going to go out. And the cool thing is, we're not going to read a book this year, but every day that devotional will either be written by either yours truly or by our very own Pastor Keith. And so what's cool is it's really going to bring a connectivity to our church. We're all going to be reading and digesting the same spiritual food every single day and every single week throughout this fast. And we're going to really try and dial this back this year. We, me and Pastor Keith were talking, we, we feel like a lot of times we can try to overwhelm ourselves in reading this and doing this. And we're going to just stick to the Word of God, praise God, because that's the only thing that's, that matters. And we are going to try to, this year you're going to memorize three verses, I promise you. So we're going we're to take a verse from each week, we're going to be fasting for three weeks. And every single day on that devotional, you're going to have the same verse. It's going to be the same verse every single day for that first week. But what we're going to do is we're going to break down that verse one specific word at a time. Praise God, it's going to be powerful. And the powerful thing is we're all going to be reading the same thing together at both campuses. And it's going to bring about growth and connectivity, I believe, at the likes maybe which we've never seen. And it's going to be cool because by the end of that week, you're going to know that verse. The word says to meditate on my word day and night. And do you know, meditating on God's word is just that. You need to meditate on it and, and mull it over and pray over it and chew on it. And so sometimes we can try to ingest God's word and we're reading two, three, four, five chapters at a time. And at the end of the day, what did you really store? Yeah, you read five chapters, but regurgitate some of that to me. What's God saying? What did he say to you specifically? And so we are going to have one verse for each week, and you're going to meditate on that word. Praise God. Does that sound good? And you're not going to be doing it alone. We're all going to be doing it together. And it's, I promise you it's going to help you stay focused. It's going to enhance your daily time with God. As you're reading your, your Bible, doing your quiet time, it's going to be it's going to be powerful. So look, look, at, look at Psalms 119, 9 through 16. And it, it, all of what it says, look, it says, How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart. I've hidden your word in my heart, it says, that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given me. I have rejoiced in the laws as such in these riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. We want to prioritize God's word. You need to prioritize God's word every single day. But specifically for prayer and fasting at the beginning of this year, we as a church are going to prioritize 
God's word. We're going to give you three verses. And the cool thing is, in week one, we're going to give you a verse on the power of God. In week two, we're going to give you a verse on the patience of God. And in week three, we're going to give you a verse on the provision of God. Do you know how awesome your life would look if this year you got the power of God and the patience of God? Do you see where I'm going? And the provision of God? Oh, come on, somebody. If you could get those three things drilled down, nailed down in your life, your life will be awesome. Your kid's life will be awesome. You'll be the best employee at wherever you work. You'll be the best husband. You'll be the best wife. If you could get the power of God, the the peace and the patience of God, and the provision of God, devil, you better look out. Because the kingdom of God is coming. We want to prioritize God's word in our lives at the beginning of 2023. Amen. Look at that next point. So we're going to use those devotional and, and really as the conduit through our prayer and fasting. And we're going to identify personal points of prayer, asking the Father for specific things. Because specific prayer produces specific praise. God always gets the, what does it say? What does it say? Because God always gets the glory. This year, I really want to challenge you. Be specific in the things you're praying for. Why do I want to be specific? So that I can recognize God. I want to be specific in my prayer because when he answers them, I want to know that it was not something I did on my own, not something that just happened, something that I specifically prayed for. When it happens, I want to be able to recognize that it happened because God did it. So don't just say, I'm praying for healing. Is that a good prayer? Yes, it's a good prayer, right? But some of you need to be healed from the hurt of what your mother did. Be specific about your prayers. Be specific about the things you're praying about so that as you document what you're living, believing for throughout the year, that when it happens, you can say, oh my gosh, God answered that prayer. I was able to release that thing. God healed me because I was specific in the things I prayed about. Y'all, can I get real for a second? Some of y'all were more detailed in your Christmas list than you will be for this prayer and fasting for 21 days. You knew the thing you wanted for Christmas. The color, the size, the shape, how many. Why can't you come up with a list like that and present it before your heavenly father? Man, you got pride. You got some pride issues. You got some offense issues. You got some messes going on that you you can't seem to even pinpoint because you're so mad about the other thing. You've done lost track. 
You need to sit, focus, get real and honest and open, transparent before God and say, hey, God, what's the problems? And start writing them out. And begin to say, Holy Spirit, I want you to heal that. I want you to liberate that. I want you to help me with that. That addiction, the smoking, I want to quit smoking. Holy Spirit, deliver me from that. Holy Spirit, I want to stop looking at this stuff online, this, this pornography that's killing, stealing, and destroying my life. I want you to heal me from that. That's how we get specific. Do y'all see that? And prayer and fasting is just like anything else. What you put in is what you get out. So if you want to sleepwalk through this, it's on you. You're sleepwalking through your faith, really. But if you could get real and say, you know what? I want to, I want to, you can have it all, Lord, right? That's what we sung this morning. You can have it all. Kenny, can he have it all? Because if you can get real and you can get specific, God can get the praise. And God can get the glory. Amen? Look at Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Y'all recognize this. Right? It says, ask and it shall be. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what a man or what a man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent? If then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him? Prayer is when you are actively seeking, asking, and knocking. And if you, if you, Jesus says, if you evildoers know how to give good, perfect, pleasing gifts, how much more will your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts? God wants us to be specific. He wants us to be specific so that he can, he can answer that prayer. But also, there are things, see, oh, this is how funny we are. We think we need this thing. Right? You're so laser focused. If I could just get this thing, my life will be all better. Right? If I could just lose the 20 pounds, I'll be so happy. If I could just get the new car, my life will be perfect. If I could just get in the right relationship, my life will change. Now, we need to be specific asking for things. If God's giving that desire, pray and ask for those things. But what's so amazing about God is he wants you to come, ask, seek, knock, because the thing you think you need is probably not the thing that you think you need. And so he may use that as a means for you to draw near to him, but at the end of the day, he's going to bless you with this. See, Ian wanted to have the girlfriend. Ian wanted to have the job. Ian wanted to have the clothes and the house. But God knew if Ian could just see, Ian, you think you need this, but once I change your heart, the rest of the stuff you can have, it's just going to look different. Do you see that? It's all a pathway, an avenue, a means to give me what I want, but in God's way. 
and in God's will and in God's timing, right? If you can do it God's way, then he can answer it his way. If you do it God's way, he can answer it his way, amen? Look at that next point. (coughs) Excuse me. So we're talking about being specific. So we want to ask that you define your fast. Ask the Holy Spirit (coughs) to reveal what he wants you to fast from. Include from, excuse me, include some type of food because biblical fasting was always connected to food. If you read your Bible, you'll see that. And your body's a wonderful servant, but it's a horrible, somebody say horrible, master. Fasting food masters your body. I've kind of already touched on that, the importance of fasting something specific food-wise because it does allow the Holy Spirit to come alive when we tell our flesh no, right? And so we want you to define your fast. Good news is you have an entire week. Take advantage of this week. If you're married, sit with your spouse. Talk about what you're thinking. Talk about what you're praying about. I might try this this year. I'm not going to eat this this year. And have somebody to help keep you accountable. Every year at our house, we sit down. She talks, Pastor Jessica talks about what she feels like the Lord's showing her and saying to her. We define it. We write it out. I do the same, and guess what we do with those? We put them on the fridge, (laughs) right? That's in a place that we're not going to forget. It's out in the open. And I want you to be specific and define your fast because I know how you operate because I'm the same. In years past, I may have on purpose or neglected to remember to its fullest because if I don't define the rules, uh When I get tested or when temptation comes, see, I didn't write down the rule, so it leaves me uh, out. Be hard on yourself. You need to close up the loopholes so that when you do become starving at Wednesday at 1.29 p.m. and you wrote the rule down and you said you can't have this thing, well, now it's written you're accountable. You made it before the Lord. You brought it before the Lord. And so that's a moment for your faith to come alive. Press into God. Or are you going to roll over like a whoop dog and say, you know what? This is too hard. I promise you, if you press in, you won't have any regrets. Right? And you'll grow. You'll grow and God will cultivate new things in you and you're going to trust God like you haven't trusted him in a long time. Right? So define your fast. Take this week to do that. Amen? Look at Romans 8, 13. It says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your body, you will. When you fast, what do you do? You make room for the Holy Spirit to work. You say to your flesh, no. And you say yes to God. Spiritual things take root. Spiritual things take life. And we experience faith. Look at Joel 1.14. It says, Consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry out to the Lord. 
This is exactly what Liberty Church is going to do for the next 21 days. We are going to collectively consecrate a fast. We are going to collectively draw near to God. We are going to collectively be praying to God and fasting before God, crying out to God for a spirit, for his spirit to move. Cry out to him. Cry out to him these next 21 days. Look at Daniel 1.8. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel purposed his heart. If you read the story of Daniel, he and some other men didn't want to, they weren't going to worship the, the other gods and the other kings. And he actually, there's a fast named after Daniel, mainly just vegetables and fruits. And Daniel purposed in his heart that he wasn't going to be moved or, or steered away from the things of God. He purposed in his heart for these next 21 days and for this foreseeable next year, can you purpose your heart? We said that prayer and fasting, prayer is what connects us, fasting is what matures us. Prayer and fasting is a means of devotion to God. The best way for you to stay determined is for you to stay devoted. Your determination will wane. But if you can stay devoted, you can stay determined. You're going to have to purpose in your heart that you're doing this thing. You're going to have to purpose in your heart that you're going to believe, that you're going to trust, that you're going to pray, that you're going to fast. Because the best way to stay determined is to stay devoted. It says in the Bible that Daniel, they weren't supposed to pray or worship to any other gods as the king's edict, King Nebuchadnezzar. And every day, three times a day, Daniel, what did he do? He purposed it every three times a day, he went and prayed to God. He purposed in his heart. You're going to have to live a life, that type of life of faith. Look at that last point for today. That's what I want you to leave with and remember. So as we're doing all these things, defining our fast, being specific in our prayers, as we are getting ready to pray and fast, remember this. Fasting is not a spiritual diet. It's an act of devotion. There's that word to the Lord. Losing weight is a wonderful benefit, but it's not the goal. Connecting, growing, and deepening your relationship with God is. God wants to do something, like I said earlier, deeper than just you losing five pounds. God wants to do something deeper than you losing 10 pounds or 15 pounds. Some of us, like I said, we have 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds of spiritual dead weight living in our hearts, living in our minds. And God's like, if I could get rid of that, if I could get rid of that, man, you'd have some real joy. You'd have some real peace. We can, if we can deal with that stuff, if we can clean that temple out, then you can have an amazing, awesome 2023, right? Look at uh, last year's scripture I want to give you, Luke 4, 
So this is Jesus getting ready to, to battle the, the devil in the desert as he's praying and fasting for 40 days. Now verse 1 there, it says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned to the Jordan, remember as he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing, nothing, all that time and became very hungry. In these 21 days, if you fast from food, I promise you, you'll become very, very hungry. We've had, we've had men and women in this church that actually totally fast all food and do just liquid. I would say before you try to do something like that, pray. Make sure the Holy Spirit says that's what he wants you to do because it can be dangerous. But I just want to ask you this question. In your hunger, what will you turn to? In your hunger, what will you turn to? Because when Jesus got hungry, I bet he pressed in. And when the devil, when the devil tempted him, he pressed in. So when temptation comes, are you going to use the word of God to defeat the enemy and the lies and the schemes of the enemy in your mind? Or are you going to say, what if? Did God really say did I really define that? I'm alone in my truck. No one can know. Is this really this valuable to you? The enemy will say, do you really want to do this for the next 21 days? When you get hungry, what will you turn to? If you can turn to God, I can promise you this. Look at Luke 4, 14. It says, then, this is after Jesus kicked the, teeth, the devil's teeth in. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled, say it with me, filled with the Holy Spirit's, what does that say? Power. Filled with the Holy Spirit's power. And then reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. If when it gets hard, you can press in, you can be filled with power. And you can be filled with an amazing peace and love and power of God. And I wonder if God, I said, man, if they can take this prayer and this praying and this fasting serious this year, man, my children can walk in real power. Real amazing things can happen in the earth through the kingdom of God, through my churches. Families can come back in the presence of God. Children being born again, saved, set free, redeemed. All because someone believed, someone purposed their heart. Someone pressed in when it got hard. Someone believed. And if you can believe, you can have power, amen. Y'all join me in prayers and get ready to close. So Father God, Lord, I thank you for today and I thank you for this word and I thank you for praying and fasting. I thank you, Jesus, that you didn't say if, but when. You said when you pray and when you fast. And so the time has come for us to do that as a, corporately as a church. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are. I pray you spoke truth today. And I pray that as we go today and dismiss that you would just Quicken our hearts. Reveal the things that you want us to abstain from and fast from. And you reveal the things you want us to be believing for and praying for. 
that we would be specific and we would write them down, that we would trust you and trust the process of faith through prayer and fasting, and that we wouldn't be praying for other people. We wouldn't be praying because other people are watching us. We want to be fasting so other people can see us and see how holy we are, but that we would pray specifically to you and that we would be fasting specifically for you. I thank you that we have a, a pace of victory that we can run. And if we stay adhere to that truth and that, that pace of victory, that we'll experience your fullness. That's us in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you are born again, you are in relationship with God through his son Jesus, I want you to pray for the lost right now. If you, if you know Jesus and he's your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray for the lost, dying world right now. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor Ian, that's not me. I'm not in relationship with God. Jesus is not my Lord and Savior. But something you said today changed my mind. It changed my heart. I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior today. I want to start my year off making Jesus number one. And so if that's you today, either watching us online or here in the sanctuary, what I want you to do is if you say, that's me, I, I want to say that prayer. I'm excited for you. But what I want you to do is, right now, no one's watching you, but what I want you to do is I want you to stand up physically. Actually, I want you to stand up right now. It's not so that I can see you or anyone else can see you. No one's looking at you. I want you to stand up so that you show God. You say, God, I hear what you're saying. I hear that you're saying if I was to die today, I, I'm, I'm going to hell. I hear what you're saying, God. I, I want to make you number one. That's why I want you to stand so God can see that you can hear what he's saying to your heart. Give you a few moments if you want to make that decision. Be the best decision of your life, I promise you. More moments. Amen. Well, no one is standing in our sanctuary, but somebody could be making this decision online. So I want to lead us all in a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. I'll say it like this. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We thank you, and we believe in you. We accept your son, Jesus. We confess that he is Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. And send your Holy Spirit to redeem my future. I pray this in faith, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Well, who's glad you came to church today? Aren't you? Man, we're glad you came too. And uh, y'all have a happy new year, okay? Come back and see us next week. Bring somebody with you to church. We love you very much. Y'all are dismissed and be 